This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. I'm talking to Samuel Zimmerman, Hat Shudder's Head of Programming. During October, Samuel is taking viewer phone calls as part of Shudder's 61 Days of Halloween. Samuel, welcome to Geeks Out. Uh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to speak. Awesome. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? I imagine you're kind of not just lying around on the couch watching horror movies, although that would be an awesome day. Uh, <laughs> it would be. I think <clears throat> earlier in Shutter's lifespan, it may have looked more like that. But as we've grown and expanded, um, more and more things are added to the table every day. But I there are a few versions of a typical day kind of depending what I need to focus on. Um, of course there is our original exclusive movies, um, watching them, screening them, deciding, Hey, we think this is a shutter movie or not, why it's a shutter movie, what we think is special about it. Uh, there are things we're producing of course, and that can range from, you know, reading scripts, watching cuts, giving notes, all that kind of fun stuff. And then there's a lot of just, the library like the library of shutters is as important as our exclusive and original movie so it's really going through and working with a whole world of different companies from major studios to boutique labels who are restoring kind of incredible cult gems to even just like normal independent distributors who are putting out great stuff and saying hey you put this movie out a few years ago we think it deserves reappraisal or rediscovery we love it let's get it in the shutter library uh and then there's also just physically handling Shudder. What, um, what are you seeing when you arrive on Shudder and how do we want to present that to you? So uh, it, it, there's a whole world of different days for me, but it's, it's never boring. I imagine not. Um, I imagine there's a lot to get through, really. <laughs> so um, what type of horror movies get you personally hooked in? I tend to love... Um, slower, sadder horror movies. I, I, I kind of jokingly refer to a subgenre as sad horror, but it, it really is my favorite kind of thing. Like, mm. uh, let's, scare, let's Scare Jessica to Death or even last year's Relic was one of my favorite movies of the year. Just really moody, really skin crawling, things that kind of, I, I like to call them disquieting. Movies like that, that really take their time and linger in your brain. The, the slow burn horror. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, or just I, something I that, oh, isn't it great? Isn't it mm -hmm. like just eerie and geographically upsetting and frustrating as the house keeps morphing in that film <laughs> and you're like, where am I? What am I doing? I love that stuff. Yeah. Sorry, you were about to say something else? Oh, or, or just movies that are kind of really unique in their approach. We Shudder released a movie this year called Caveat, and it's one of my favorites of the year. It's just surprising and crazy and creepy in all the best ways. Awesome. Um, there are some really great sort of really slow burns on Shutter across the whole service, which is probably your influence, I imagine. So, um, <laughs> some of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, how does that differ to selecting horror movies to stream on Shutter? It it differs quite a. I don't know if it differs quite a bit, but because I think my personality and taste by virtue of what I do has informed the programming of Shudder. But 
I also am very cognizant that there's so much to horror, right? Like horror is a world unto its own, different tastes, different energies, different subgenres. And in the same way, there's a world of different horror fans who all love everything that the genre can be. So I just need to stay cognizant of what will appeal, what will excite and what will, you know, really get a horror fan going if they're into a zombie movie, if they're into a haunted house movie, if they're into a survival horror movie. The things I think about a lot are, can we find the best versions of all of these things and, and bring them to and all the horror fans who love all of these things and just say, we're excited for this for you. We want to show you this um, and really welcome everybody into loving the genre, whether they've done it since they were a kid or just getting into it. Awesome. Um, sorry, just working out where I'm about to. Uh, uh, Geeks Out, uh, Geeks <laughs> Out we, were, we love Spiral, uh, the Shutter one, not the yes. Saw one. Um, one uh, and our audience is generally queer nerds um, like myself. Uh, what does Shutter offer for the LGBTIQA plus audiences? Uh, we offer a, a good amount and hopefully more and more. Um, you know, we we really love Spiral too. That was a really special film from last year. And, and one of the things I love about it outside of the film itself is that it was one of our most watched movies last year, period, right? So to me, that's really encouraging because it's saying this doesn't have to be for just the queer audience, right? Or Or queer horror doesn't need to be marginalized or put in a box or anything like that. It can be as broad and mainstream as a regular or horror, quote unquote regular. Um, so I, I really love Spiral. I, I want more queer horror focused, not only fictional, but we're doing Boulay Brothers Dragula. Uh, mm. We did the special resurrection last year, which went great. And it's coming back for a new season in just a few weeks. Yes, awesome. uh, we have our Queer for Fear documentary uh, currently in post-production, uh, which has spawned and morphed into something ambitious and really exciting. Um, and then just a lot of fiction ahead, a lot of what are the perspectives of, of queer artists working within the genre? Because it's not all the same perspective. Uh, to me, it's not about here's our one queer horror movie of the year. It's who can we welcome into the shutter fold to bring really exciting new visions onto the world? I look forward to seeing all those. They sound really, really great. Um, I've watched the monsters, Meet Our Monsters trailer for uh, the Belay Brothers Dragula, and it's amazing. It's just a lot of fun in there. So, and a really great um, trans and non-binary representation as well. Absolutely, and I and and I think we just hope to have more of that soon. It, it, to me, it's about what are the what are the perspectives that have been historically underrepresented and let's bring them into the fold because I think the most interesting things surprise are going to come from perspectives we haven't seen on screen as often and and it's hard right now talking about this because there's a movie that I can't talk about <laughs> but it's it, it's going to be sick I look forward to seeing that then <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, how did the idea of taking viewer phone calls come up? Was that your idea or did it was it just someone just brainstorming one day or? It was, you know, the team was together. And I, I think I imagine, you know, uh, uh, you're similar in that being a horror fan, you also love like 
the ephemera of horror, like old newspaper ads or old commercials. And often there were hotlines involved with things. And we just thought, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it be that nice middle ground between new school and analog that we hope Shutter is to, to take phone calls and just talk to the members? It's the nicest thing. Like when I do it in April and when I do it in October, every Friday, I'm talking to Shutter members for an hour and a half across the world hearing what they're into, what they respond to, what they like. Some folks are just super hyper-specific in their ask. They're going, I'm looking for this kind of movie with this feeling from this era. Some folks just get on the phone and they're like, hey, what's up? I love Shudder. It's, it's honestly like it's joyful. It feels really beautiful to talk to all the Shudder members and it's turned into kind of my favorite thing I do each year. That's great. Um, we'll post all the details on our Facebook page of how to actually access. So um, yes. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything that a film could do to be unappealing for Shudder? I think the only thing a film can do to be unappealing is to, to do things we've seen before in, in, in a lifeless way. Uh, I think every aspect of the genre is valid on Shudder. I, I just, we're always looking for enthusiasm and energy and ambition and inventiveness. And the things that, that turn us off or turn me off or, oh, it's just there, you know? Oh, you expect me to be excited because it's the same jump scare where nothing mm -hmm. is of consequence, you know? Uh, we love to see skill and, and inventiveness and ambition. So Even if it's on a nothing budget. You know, even if it's on absolutely nothing. I don't know if you've seen uh, Death Drop Gorgeous, but it's this incredible uh, slasher set in the drag scene uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. And the team behind that, it's a collective of filmmakers. They made this movie uh, for nothing. And it's, but it has energy and it has virtuoso. And it's one of the most exciting things uh, I've seen this year. Um, and it may become a shutter. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's really exciting and it's really cool. And so, you know, I don't want anyone to be turned off if I say we're looking for ambition. They think, oh, I need all this money. It's to me, it's about creative ambition. To me, it's about excitement. Um, I did love Host, which was done on like a, a very small budget and across Zoom and stuff. And it was absolutely amazing. And it was actually done a lot better than a, a higher budget film that's very similar to that, I thought. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought that was a really great film. <laughs> Yeah, we I, we were blown away. Um, we had all the faith in the world in in Rob Savage and Jed and Gemma and the whole cast. But what what they came back with, what they came to us with, was not even a script. It was an idea, and we just said, "We believe in you. Please go do this." And it turned out to be so special. Uh, I think we'll we'll all love Host till the end of time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Shudder is, at a, is a great service for horror fans. Um, you can give Samuel a call during October. Um, just make sure you've got some international credits. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. No, of course. Thank you for having me. And, and I'm sorry if the time zones are weird when you call, but I would very much welcome any of our members in Australia to say hi. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joy 94.9. Miranda Sparks here. Thank you to Haley for joining us. Clayton and Tams in the back, welcome back. Hi, hi. 
Right now, we are going to be talking VHS 94, an anthology film which drops on Shudder, the horror streaming channel, this Wednesday. The film follows a SWAT team raiding a warehouse in an intended drug bust, but they are subject to a series of ghastly recordings as they move through. That's the framing device for these films. It's really five films in one. That's what happens when you get an anthology. We're going to talk about Holy Hell in a while since that's the production that encompasses all of our stories. I really want to start with Storm Drain at the beginning. It's... And it follows the urban legend of a rat man. Clayton, your feelings here. This was actually my favorite of all the show, all the segments. Um, it was pretty intense, um, which I know that you found, Miranda. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of gave this real feeling of reality to it, I felt, which I think the whole series does give this great feeling of actual reality stuff happening in a supernatural sense, of course. Now, I do really want to touch on the fact that this segment scared the hell out of me, but that's because uh, I've recently discovered that I have a phobia of tight underground spaces. Uh, The Descent and As Above, So Below remain number one on my most frightening list for that reason. But with my partner holding my hand, I was able to endure and was ultimately treated to, yeah, a great urban myth tale with some bite. And this is probably my second favourite. Tamsin, what's your feelings here? Oh, this is definitely my second favourite. I do, I really liked, you know, I watched it in daylight. I watched it like many hours before I went to sleep. um, So I could, you know, not dream about it. Uh, But it definitely was, it had those right place jumps, frights. It had, you know, that Blair Witch camera angle, which this whole, you know, it's VHS. They're all camera angles. Um, And it had a really nice, you know, the, the news reporter just trying to get a story, no matter what kind of angle, which is always a good thing. For sure. Now, moving on, we also had Simon Barrett writing and directing The Empty Wake. Now, while I wasn't blown away by Seance, this is a much more solid script, and it shows that when he's working with something of quality, um, Simon Barrett can deliver the creeps. Tamsin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visit you first on this one. I would just I know, say, the, yeah. yeah, this did just creep me out. Like, something that that I live alone, that whole idea of being left with a box that's moving and knocking itself and the weird guy comes in, it's, yeah, it had all the creeps in it, um, definitely. This had the the wonderful advantage of being recorded by three camcorders. It's very atmospheric, a woman alone in a funeral home at night. Very, 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 very cringy. It's it's an easy place to get creeped out. Clayton, you've had the chance to sit down and chat with Simon Barrett just recently. Have you? Did you talk about this a little bit? Yes, we did indeed, um, and talked about the VHS because he's actually responsible for the VHS um, product in terms of the whole, not he didn't make VHS tapes, Um, in terms of um, he created this whole anthology series with um, his often partner, Adam Wingard, who also wrote and direct Your Next and also Godzilla vs. Kong. So Adam Wingard, that is, sorry. Um, So he um, loves this whole concept. He felt this one was, this movie was probably the tightest of the ones they'd done. 
Um, and with Empty Wake, I think out of all the stories, this one feels like the most natural involvement of recording in general. Absolutely. So, yeah. It feels like the, the cameras are naturally placed and whatever else. Wasn't so natural in the concept of why was she sitting around for so long waiting for people to arrive at a wake? Um, but, yeah, otherwise it was great. There was a I storm. Did... There was a storm. True. <laughs> and I think she was being paid as well. So um, <laughs> There is that, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that perspective of the main character and just immersing in her experience, there were times when I just had to nope at the <laughs> whole room if it were me i would have fled a long long time ago talked to one of my bosses and said hey this is a this is a you problem come and deal with mm-hmm. it moving on the subject is the next film we're presented with uh written and directed by timo tijanto i want to say that's how it's pronounced i'm, I'm not exactly so sorry for for butchering um that name there but this is by far the whole my of india indonesia yeah this is by far my favorite of the anthology, Mad Scientist, Cyborg Body Horror. And there's a fun bit where we get, it feels like a first person shooter that really threw me back to my days playing Wolfenstein 3D and Doom on PC back when I was still a young teenager. Uh, Clayton, your feelings here. Um, I really like the story. Uh, when I watched the trailer, I thought this was actually going to be a Japanese story because it has a whole lot of stuff that often pops up in Japanese horror, like the, the cyborg sort of instruments with cameras inside them or whatever else. But it was a great story and um, was interesting to see. Timo uh, Tajanto uh, has done stories for other VHS shows, movies as well. And he really, really delivers on this one, I personally feel. Tamsin. <laughs> Yeah, oh, look, same reasons as yours. The flashback scenes to anyone who played any shoot 'em ups in the sort of 80s, 90s, it's just classic. So it was really lots of fun. Bone saws, not my favourite objects to be, but once we stepped out of that, it was great. And monsters being the hero. Yeah, that, that's always a wonderful thing when you end up cheering for the monster. Um, although, you uh, kind wait, of- people don't do that with every movie? I do that with every movie. <laughs> Yeah, Jason. <laughs> Depends on the mood. I wasn't cheering for Ratman. So. Fair, I suppose. I was. Now, <laughs> the last of them was Terror, written and directed by Ryan Prowse. It's about a group of, I don't know, neo-Nazis, separatists, either way, in the mm-hmm. mountains who are, who are planning a terrorist raid with supernatural you know, with a supernatural edge to their armaments. Yes. Um, And they're dealing with a horror they don't understand. This was, this was, this didn't impress me nearly as much as the others. And I don't think it left VHS with a very strong end. Tamsin, I'm going to get your feelings on this one first. What do you think of Terror? I must admit, uh, definitely another movie I was rooting for the monster in this. Um, yeah, I was trying to work out what they were trying, like what they were trying to get. There were definitely was horror. There was scary bits, but it was the way you wanted it to happen for, for me, my personal views. I think it went out of its way to give us characters that most audiences wouldn't root for. Clayton your feelings on terror right now uh i 
liked the story actually probably a little bit more than you two did, but this is a series I'm very used to, whereas it was your, your first foray into it for both of you. Um, I felt like it was a really good piece of humour in this. Like there was a whole lot of comedy going throughout this. And I really liked that. And I thought that was a good way to end the show before we got into the final ending, which was pretty intense. I mean, there is the ineptitude of these uh, these militarized guys in the middle of nowhere. They call themselves a well-organized militia, but uh, they very rarely are. Now, moving on, there's one last piece we were going to say. We were going to touch on Holy Hell, which was the framing device of the anthology with the SWAT team raiding the warehouse they find lots of bodies inside eyes plucked out sitting in front of snowy televisions then we're presented the movie through that lens how do you feel it worked as a framing device tamsin i liked it it made sense when once i understood what the running because i as as clayton said haven't seen the other two does make me want to watch the other two and see how they've been held together so definitely i was a clever construct <clears throat> and ending, definitely. You really enjoyed the ending? Yes, really enjoyed the ending. No, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I'm not sure I was completely sold on it, but, you know, I, I, that, those are my own feelings. Clayton, how, how do you feel about this as the, the vehicle for the anthology? Um, whilst I love the VHS series, it often doesn't end as solidly as it could. Um, and But I think it's left in a concept of, okay, we're not going to fully explain this to you, so you're left with questions. So I think that's what this did, and I think that's what all the other films in the series have done as well. A I mean, lot of questions, actually. Yeah, I mean, do tell us about the other films, because like you said, this is uh, mine and Tamsin's first foray into the franchise. There's three other VHS films, VHS, VHS 2, and VHS Viral. So what do folks... So, uh- Yeah, what do folks need to know coming into this? So you need to know that the concepts are that the videos that people are watching are breaking their brains. So in lots of different ways, in in different ways, in in different incarnations of the video. Viral is this interesting step in where there's actually like an event happening and people are recording on their cameras and that kind of all connects the whole thing. Um, So it's a little bit different to the other two. Um, VHS uh, 1 and 2... Uh, it's, yeah, people finding videotapes which basically mess with their minds. And so I think, one, you need to be really aware that going into any one of these films, massive trigger warning for generally, like, if you have a trigger, it's probably in one of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be aware of that as as you're going in. I wasn't particularly triggered, but I know there are triggers in here for lots of people. A little bit of rap, actually, I think, which might be why I liked it. <laughs> so. I mean, particularly with the subject, um, my partner had to step out because she has a, a surgery phobia uh, on film. And and like so much, so much horror, there is, you know, like it, it's supposed to be upsetting a little bit, but some people don't sign up for a certain kind of upset. Something I find really funny about this series is it originated in 2013. That was when the first one dropped. Long after we did away with VHS. Um, If you watch the first film, that kind of makes sense. It actually kind of works in quite well. So, yeah. Viral uh, doesn't use VHS concepts at all. It um, just uses, like, various other technologies 
And a lot of the other film is low, is like stuff that's happened and then moved on to VHS tapes to be left ar- around. So not everything happens in the days of VHS. Absolutely. Uh, overall, I want to get your, your feelings of how many plucked eyeballs, just quickly, Tamsin, are you going to give this out of 10? I'm going to give it seven. Clayton, how many plucked eyeballs? Uh, eight. And I'm going to give it six. Folks, you have been listening to Geeks Out. VHS 94 drops on Shutter on Wednesday. I'm Miranda Sparks. Good night from Tamsin. Night. Good night from Clayton. Bon nuit. Homophonics is up next. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. And from us, adieu. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.